This is GamesAtWork.biz, your weekly podcast about gaming, technology, and play. Your hosts are Michael Martin, Andy Piper, and Michael Rowe. The thoughts and opinions on this podcast are those of the hosts and guests alone and are not the opinions of any organization which they have been, are, or may be affiliated with. This is episode 393, Federated Fun. Hello everybody, this is Andy Piper. Welcome again to another episode of GamesAtWork.biz, your weekly technology podcast. Joining me today is my friend, Mr. Michael Rowe, and we're missing Mr. Michael Martin. But Michael, how are you? I, I am well, and yes, he is uh, traveling, and I hope they had a great time today. And uh, we will have him on the show next week again. So, you know, Andy, we talked... Mm last week that we had this wonderful conversation before yes. the show and 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 the week before uh you were out and michael and i had a little bit of a conversation on the show because of all the people uh learning about mastodon mm-hmm. uh and so we decided that this is going to be a little bit of a different episode than usual uh and and uh we want to just kind of have a conversation about Mastodon and the Fediverse. So I'm happy to do that. That sounds like fun. It seems like, as you say, a lot of people are suddenly discovering alternative services to some of the centralized systems that we've been using for a while. And it's really interesting to me, having worked on one of those centralized systems and um, having been part of the social online space for many, many years, as you have as well. Very long time. Um, but, but you know, yes. the sort of thing that we call social media today, um, I think that we sort of went from that web one world of, you know, um, read-only text um, and images, and then we moved into the web yep. two space of, you know, being able to, to do the programmable web, right? You were able to do a lot more. It was more interactive. People were able to, to comment and share more easily because of the APIs that existed and the ability to uh, share that media and content. But we saw a lot of that become very centralized. And I think that was a natural thing yep. because people are lazy. I'm very lazy. Um, myself and um, running your own stuff and re- managing your own stuff all the time is is a pain. So it's a lot yeah, of work. So people want to be able to just click on a button and and, and 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 do the thing without having much friction. So I think friction is a huge element of, or lack of friction is a huge element of why things succeed and why why things don't succeed. But all the while, or certainly for the last sort of ten years. On the technical side, a lot of things have continued to happen. So back in the Web 2 days, we were looking at concepts like RSS and Atom Pub um, around, yep. uh, or Atom, I should say, originally, around uh, how data is represented as a feed. And of course, that's really at the core of podcasting, right? Um, I, a, oh, yeah. a podcast is published as an RSS feed um, uh, by default. That's how podcasting works. It's uh, just an updatable feed. Um, and beyond that, some really cool technologies come along, which has enabled this current round of independent sort of social media and, and, and content ownership. 
it's interesting that you mentioned that uh, because one of the things I do in my daylight day job, right, um, is around kind of semantic web mm-hmm. technologies, um, something called OSLC, which is a very powerful, complex standard for representing development artifacts Mm -hmm. uh, and integrations between development systems uh, and extending it well beyond kind of the original um, usage of that standard. Uh, And so as you were describing going from web one to web two and what that meant and kind of where we are now, uh, I was was thinking about the same evolution that that's been going on. And and we just actually this week was OSLC Fest, oh. uh, which was a whole series of of, of presentations uh, from various users from around the globe, uh, both academic uh, and uh, technical, from various manufacturers of highly complex systems. So it was uh, I didn't really have any plans to talk about that during mm. this show, but you kind of took me right down that path and kind of that evolution. And uh, we'll definitely have a link to some of the OSLC Fest content mm. uh, in the show. But let's talk about let's talk about uh, Mastodon and the Federers. Sure. So, um, so I think we'll probably end up focusing quite heavily between us on Mastodon. Um, it's important to say that yes. Mastodon is one implementation, and it's a popular one, and it's a, it's one that's getting a lot of media attention right now because people are looking at it as an alternative to twitter it's got similar um look and feel to some extent which we'll talk about um so um that's mastodon um there are alternatives in the same sort of microblogging space there's there's pleroma there's um there's hometown which is based on mastodon and there's some other ones as well um but there's also like a whole universe of different um federated federatable services that 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 are similar to centralized services you might be familiar with like instagram or youtube but anyway yes mastodon how 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 are you finding it you're relatively new to it i've been using it on and off for about six years yeah i i i thought i had looked at it multiple years ago but i went back and i looked and evidently i created my account uh back in may Mm -hmm. April or May, yep. um, um, and I created the account and then completely forgot about hmm. it. <laughs> I created my account six years ago, um, and or t- I've, I think actually it was it was 2015 rather than 20 or 2017, not 2016, so five years ago. But um, it was really to sort of put a stake in the ground and try things out. So I ended up on the original instance, which was ma- is called Mastodon.social. Um, and then at a certain point around the beginning of this year, I set up a cross poster that was posting everything I posted to Twitter onto Mastodon as well with some rules about, you know, don't post replies to other people over because it wouldn't make any sense and things like that. Um, oh, I should do that. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I've been using it much more heavily in the last two months. Um, and I'm now yep. almost exclusively using that as my sort of micro blogging service. I've switched off the cross poster. Uh, now, but 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 the onboarding experience uh, and 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 I'm on MST DN, DN M- yeah DN so it's Mastodon without the vowels dot social um, and uh, the, the onboarding experience was fairly trivial. Uh, now to get it right, uh, you and I did a little session because I was trying to do things like uh, link to some of my 
sites, mm-hmm. right, to the podcast, uh, blog, etc., to kind of show credibility that this is me, right? To, right, to add a level of of validity or verification, if you want to call it that. Um, so got that set up. Um, I I still find it. I don't want to use the word difficult. Mm-hmm. It's not difficult, mm-hmm. but uh, a- anytime you change or try out new technology, there's things that are similar and there are things that are different. Uh, and just following others mm-hmm. uh, is a little bit more work, which which is okay, right? Yeah. So that because I'll, I'll get I'll, I'll get a link from somebody and it'll be you know at username at yeah. domain. Mm-hmm. And I click on it, and the first thing it does is it launches my email client. Yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, which which is a little frustrating, yep. but you know, I can work around that. Uh, I got to remember to you know copy and paste mm-hmm. and stick it into my 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 uh, Masternot well, client that I'm using uh, to to kind of find the person. So I think this is one of the things that's that's always been against it from an adoption perspective is that network effect. So up until recently. Mm-hmm. Um, considerably fewer people have been using it if you were migrating from somewhere that you've had an established presence such as twitter um in my case i think i follow have followed about three thousand people on twitter which is far more than i ever intended to follow um and i've got a lot more followers than that um and the number continues to go up even though i've sort of stepped away and i'm not using it very much which is bizarre to me but anyway <laughs> but um the tools the ability to sort of figure out who might be on mastodon now um, there's a couple of tools that are quite good for kind of going over, looking at your Twitter um, followers or your lists and letting it, figuring out if they've got some kind of identifier in their profile or some kind of um, comment that might point them to um, a Mastodon instance. The difficulty, as you say, there is that people exist on different servers. So not everybody is centralized. There's no single directory of Mastodon right. servers. There's a, it uses a technology called Webfinger to basically talk to any domain and say, who do you know about? So we've actually set up, and we'll come back to this in a little bit, we've actually set up Webfinger on our gamesatwork.biz domain so that um, you can search for Andy Piper at gamesatwork.biz on the Fediverse, and it will say, yeah, this is a person, because that exists as a an author of a WordPress blog on on gamesatwork.biz. Um, it's talking when you when you do that when you do that search your your instance goes okay I don't know about this person I'm going to go ask gamesatwork.biz uh, and it's configured to say yes this is this person exists and this this is who they are um, interesting fact Webfinger came from the same guy that created OAuth and uh, he created OAuth for Twitter when he was at Twitter um, so there's little <laughs> pieces of the, the the puzzle and the story here that are that are that are really interesting. Wasn't th- wasn't there a very early technology? I want to say like ninety five, mm-hmm. ninety four, called Finger. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Then. So bef- yeah, absolutely. So Unix Finger is is a is a thing on Unix systems to 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 figure out who individuals are. Um, so Webfinger is different, but it's um, it's an identity type thing as well. It lets you, or I guess it's a it's a it's a person locator. Um, and you have these, as you say, these things that look like email addresses because they are linked to the server that you exist on. Now, something I was explaining to a friend of mine in a coffee shop this week when we went out to watch the new Black Panther movie. Before we went, we stopped and had coffee and I spent half an hour at her request, I might point out, because she wanted to understand Mastodon a bit better. <laughs> I pulled out my iPad and my, my pencil and started sketching out a diagram of how 
you know high level how federation works in the in the fediverse with you know if if your server doesn't know about the user then it will go and ask other server the the, the server your, your the user exists on and then it will go and basically bring back a cached copy of that person's content from the point at which you've searched for them um and and uh, and and possibly follow them so um you know there's all of this chatter going on all the time between the federated instances in the fediverse um so yeah that was kind of fun but it it does lead to friction and yeah. i at the moment can't see too many ways of reducing that friction i've seen somebody come up with a chrome plugin that you know, reduces the number of clicks if somebody exists on a different instance, for example, for you to follow them. But, I, but, 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 but I find that 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 friction is not necessarily bad, right? Because the biggest experience for me now that I've I've got you know a, a fairly decent number of people that I'm following and a fairly you know a, an okay start to number of followers is. I had spent a lot of time curating my Twitter feed to to really cut it down. Every year, uh, I would anyone who followed me, I followed them back. I'd wait a week or two, and then I'd get rid of them if they were annoying, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so, so I always, uh, my goal had always been more people following than followed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and to keep paring it down and paring it down uh, to to something reasonable. It's still out of control, but <laughs> the, the the feed was pretty clean, right? Right? Uh, when when you hear about all the 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 negative aspects i didn't see much of that so uh, i think that's important and and there are a number of functional things in the way that mastodon works that deliberately introduce or or fail to address the friction um in order to which which makes my feed there yeah. beautiful yeah. in order <laughs> right? to keep things it, nice you know so for example you can't do what what you can do on Twitter, which is quote tweet and add a comment, because that's seen as a way to, you know, harass or annoy people um, quite often, yep. rather than engage with the content. Um, so, so that's one thing. Um, some of the the lack of search functionality is is also um, currently listed by the benevolent dictator for life who created Mastodon um, as a as a sort of a safety feature to avoid people plus. going and finding deliberately going and seeking out content it makes it really difficult for somebody like me as a developer advocate where i want to see who's talking about my technologies in in as many places as right, possible so right. i can go and you know not go and insert myself for negative reasons hopefully learn from it in good in good ways but um yeah I, my friend terence eden and we've got a couple of links that we can share in the show notes has been really focusing on mastodon this week because he was supposed to be at the Twitter developer conference this week, which isn't happening, didn't happen. Oh, that was this week. Yeah, I was I supposed to be. Re- in I didn't remember it was this week. I was supposed to be in San Francisco this week, and um, anyway, so he and I have both been focusing a little bit on our side projects, and he's been sharing some things he's been doing with the Mastodon API, for example, um, pulling out conversation threads or trees of conversations, and figuring out how to do some level of search between uh, things like that. So there's some cool stuff you can do um, with the API but not necessarily what um, is going to be built into the core of the product in the future. So, so one of the key, key things I think uh, that, that I learned from you in our prior discussions, mm. um, uh, actually a couple of things I want to talk uh-huh. about, or at least kind of get your perspective on. One, you mentioned hashtags behave differently. Yeah. So, so, so what do you mean by that? 
So hashtags are the only things that um, you can search on, basically. You can search on people or hashtags. You can't do a plain text search. There, technically, you can enable, as a, as a Mastodon instance owner, plain text or full text search, uh, but most, most don't. Um, and hashtags are used much more aggressively, if you like, or heavily for... Um, well, they were originally designed or proposed to be for on Twitter, which was to sort of group content together. Right. So you can put hashtags in your profile and say, I'm interested in these things. Uh, most people, when they start on Mastodon or start on a new Mastodon instance, will also post a hashtag introductions post, so uh, which might be might contain some additional hashtags to say, I'm interested. Um, and then you can click through those. Now, the other thing, though, is that the hashtags are only indexed uh, locally on your instance. So, again, if you're going to be searching, you're only looking for uh, hashtagged content on your instance or cached from other instances on your instance. Um, so you're not instantly going to find um, all Doctor Who content from all across the Fediverse. If you if you have a click through the hashtag Doctor Who, you'll see everything that is hashtag Doctor Who on your instance. Now that may or may not have come from other instances that you're federated with based on people on your instance following those other people. So it's kind, it's it's really quite 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 complicated in terms of you know the the rules as to what content what shows up where. But there is no algorithm, right? There is no magical algorithm that's sorting the priority of the content, um, trying to discern what to show you to keep you clicking. Um, it is literally well, made up of who you follow in sequen- sequential order. Yeah, well, what, 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 what's real interesting, uh, for, for those who might have been listening to our podcast for a long time or our prior podcast, our subtitle for our prior podcast mm. was We Podcast Your Tags, right. which was all about hashtags. Now, that's that's <laughs> that's a Michael's pointed out, uh, Michael Martins pointed out, that it would be really nice if we had like a listener feed of tags for yeah. the show. Um, and there, there are ways that we could do that. We could have people tag stuff as hashtag games at work uh, biz or, or whatever we decided. But the, again, that would be, we would need to be following those people or have them on our instance. And we'll come back to our instance in a minute in order to, <laughs> to be able to find those reliably. Um, I, I, so there are some challenges there. I think they're not insurmountable challenges and technically that people could build things around it. But I think that what I'm, what I've observed from the community is that this started quite often from, uh, communities that, um, were felt a bit disenfranchised from other more, more mainstream, um, communities. So they've been Mm -hmm. quite, quite careful about curating, the um, the federations and deciding which instances talk to which other instances or or, right, or defederate right. or block other instances to based on content and topics. So um, it, if people were to build some kind of global search engine that covered all instances regardless of policy, for example, um, then some people might get quite upset, I think. Yeah. I can imagine that, and, and and you say policy. Policy right now is the the administrator of any specific right. instance can decide which exactly. 
other instances they connect to and which ones they do not. The, the, the other thing um, that, that we talked about, uh, which I think would be interesting for people to understand, is really the Fediverse aspect mm. of it. Um, and, and you mentioned that there are other th- instances or things uh, that provide other social mm. type things like Pixel feed, yeah, or pixel fed, yeah. uh, bookworm, peer tube, yeah. etc. What 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 are those, and how do they how do they fit into this concept of a fediverse? Yeah, so everything is based everything in this space. No, that's even. I've got to be really careful. Almost everything in this space is based on a technology called Activity Pub, which is the um, the underlying uh, specification by which all of these things are talking to one another, and it's kind of like a social network equivalent of email based on sort of contact lists so um, i exist on in multiple places in the fediverse so i exist on a instance of mastodon called mccore.social which we'll come back to maybe in just a moment Um, so that's a microblogging service i also have an account on pixelfed.social pixelfed is more photograph centric so it's more instagram like now i can follow myself on both of the from one service to the other service so i can my, my mastodon user can follow my pixel fed user which will cause my pixel fed post to show up in the mastodon server and then i can boost okay. boost those t- posts from my, my pixel fed account into my feed so that other people might see them so pixel fed is a bit like um and it's not the only one but it's a it's a, it's a photograph sort of media forward content sharing that's pixelfed.social is not the only instance of pixelfed um there are, there are others <laughs> of course not bookworm is similar to goodreads um so ah, it's okay. like a li- or library cool. thing it's like a library th- um, thing i'm actually on an instance called book um but it runs the same <laughs> software book, uh, bookworm software uh and it actually provides the ability for you to import your Goodreads library as well. And it also lets you connect to things like Open Library uh, and other other uh, places. Um, so that's like, a, learn about that that's one like a reading one. <laughs> so you can post book reviews, share what you're doing there. Um, there's Peertube, which is similar to YouTube. I'm on a Peertube instance called Diode Zone, which is, uh, uh, is more caters to the electronics and, and, and hacker community, maker community. Um, I actually found that, that that went down this week and um, just went away for a whole day. Um, so again, these things are often being run uh, on, well, they're always being run on a voluntary basis, but often being run, um, you know, under capacity. Uh, and some of the, you know, we, we had Stephen Fry join the Fediverse this week and, and, and created an account on one of the oh, Mastodon that, instances. I'm sure that and, and that, of course, a few issues. Yeah, that instantly <laughs> brought a lot of new followers or, or created a massive set of new connections between instances. So um, there's some balancing to go on there. So if you're running um, a, a and, and I'm going to use the term Mastodon client, mm-hmm. uh, because I don't yep. know if there's such a thing as a Fediverse yep. client. Does does a Mastodon client handle the the activity it, pub notifications it, between things like PixelFed, Bookworm, it depends. and <laughs> it depends. So 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 Mastodon has its own API. So PixelFed is the protocol that's being used to do the actual communication between the instances, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mastodon has its own API. So a couple of the Mastodon clients that I've got do let me talk to directly to PixelFed and post to PixelFed. Um, there isn't a... And others do not. Uh, right. <laughs> there isn't a specific PixelFed 
uh, mobile app there is a mobile web app that works perfectly fine and i've got that stuck on my home screen on my iphone and the same goes for diode but um yeah it, it kind of depends on the level of api that they conform to mastodon this week as well launched mastodon version 4 now the an interesting aspect of mastodon is that it started as a independent developer um, and it still is but is now a, under a german non-profit uh, corporation um, and some of the features in Mastodon 4 were funded by an EU agency or an EU um, research project I believe I'd have to go and read on the specifics but um, so that's the core project for funding they've got some funding from some of those sources now and it's, it's just, but it is specifically a non-profit there's no advertising. Um, you can go and back, um, provide some support on Patreon or on Open Collective. I am now, this week I moved my entire self from mastodon.social where I'd been for, existed for five years to another instance called mccore.social. And I wanted to do that mostly because the other instance mccore is run, is, is um, former co-workers of mine are running that that server. It's a smaller server. Um, it's less likely to be absolutely overwhelmed or you know have to keep scaling up and scaling up because people keep joining the main one that I was on. Um, <laughs> and one of the things that the Fediverse gives you is ownership of your content uh, and network. So you can save, not only can you save a copy of all your content, and all of the a CSV of all of your people you follow and all of your lists and so on. But you can actually also uh, import your network into another instance of Mastodon and it will then set up a background job to basically go and tell all of those other users where your account is now and then they will automatically follow you again in that new place which is really cool it's a little bit scary i was going to ask that question that's very cool it's very cool it's a little bit scary because obviously it's a you know it's it's a background task and it's done in batches um so i had about i can't remember about a thousand followers i think when i moved um and i of course i moved over and, and the other thing it well, what you can do with it and I've, I've got a link to the process i followed in the show notes uh, on uh, the Coding It Wrong blog, how to migrate a Mastodon about, uh, account. Um, it basically says, make sure you back up um, and, and so on. And then tell people you're gonna do the move, sort of post about it. And then there's actually settings where you can literally say, I want to move my content from one to another and it will set up a redirect so that um, mm. on my old account now, if you go there, um, it's still there. All the content is still there, the, it, but it's de deactivated. I can no longer log into it. It's completely locked, ah. locked to me now. Uh, it's frozen in time. Now, when I say that you do that transfer, it transfers your network. It does not transfer your content. So my old content um, is only hmm. on the original. So you better server. download it before I, yes, you exactly do the migration. Right. Do that exactly right. So I've got an archive of my previous content. Um, but I can't import it into the new instance. That's fine because it's all still labeled with my old address, right? So if anybody was right. responding to something from me posting on that server, then that's where it exists. But it does mean that you don't have Makes sense. that a that a that a UU idea, a snowflake idea, a unique identifier is unique to the instance and not to the global experience. So for a centralized system like Twitter, 
the IDs are unique to the whole service. Whereas in this case... But, but in that case, that whole service is an instance. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right? So, I mean, it's yes. no difference if you yeah. think about it. So it's it was really interesting and fascinating to have that happen. It's a little weird that now, obviously, it only looks like I've been using Mastodon since the beginning of November or middle of November. Um, and, and there's more of a history there. But uh, it, it actually is, was very, very cool. And, and there are other reasons why you might want to transfer, not just... So I kind of was doing it to take load off the main server to have a, a more a community of people that I'm I know more closely because they're former co-workers of mine. So in the local timeline for that for that instance, I'm going to see their content, uh, and so that the local con as in the local timeline is everybody who is local to that instance. The federated timeline is. Right everybody who is local to that instance plus the people they follow that have federated into that instance so you see a lot more content more more quickly in that in the federated timeline but um, well, I, you might also want to move for policy reasons so maybe a particular server decides to block another um, or has rules about what the kind of content you can post uh, that are different that you might be more comfortable with or less comfortable with so yeah so, so I know we're close to being out of time, mm -hmm. um, and there's still a couple of things that we really, really want to talk mm -hmm. about. So, so um, let let let's hit a couple of quick things. Uh, one, uh, so so so, what are we doing with the show? Uh, we kind of hinted that we might do something, but we don't know yet. So, this is a work in progress. So, the, so I I would say we've we've done two things, and we're considering how we do more. So, the three of us all have accounts in the Fediverse now. Um, Michael and Michael are on Mastodon.social, which is the with Mastodon without the without the uh, vowels, and I'm now on McCall.social, um, and we will have links to to ourselves somewhere in the show notes. And uh, the show also exists on the Fediverse, and it's currently Games at Work um, underscore Biz, which is the same as it is on Twitter at botsin botsin.space so botsin space is an is yes. a is a instance that exists only for bots automated accounts um, that means you need to go and find it follow it um, if you want to see up see those posts at the moment i haven't set it up to do automated posts and if we were to do that we currently have a system where when we publish an episode um, it will publish um, the podcast and publish a blog post and the, and publish to all of the podcast directories that we exist in, and then it will post a tweet with, you know, uh, related hashtags and at quick at short people. summary. Yeah. Now, if we were to do that to Fediverse, which we could do, um, then those hashtags or the people we're referencing might be different. So we probably want to be a bit more thoughtful about how we share it. So at the moment, I'm doing that by hand. So it's not even really a bot. We thought talked about having it's the Andy bot. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about having a some kind of well, the other thing we've done is we've installed a WordPress plugin that enables the blog to operate and I mentioned this as a web fingers target so you can look us up um, on games at work.biz the three of us exist or at games at work.biz but if you try to follow us you'll actually find that you get an hourglass and that's because our blog the way our blog hosting works is, is currently not sort of set up properly for that so and even then, depending on who's hosted the show, written the show notes, published, edited, etc., each week, different ones of the three of us sometimes will publish the, the the blog post. So, you know, you'd have to follow all three of us rather than just one ID. So, 
all of this is to say we're kind of thinking about it. It might be really interesting if we had our own Mastodon instance, but then we'd have to manage that Mastodon instance and you'd all have to follow us at that Mastodon instance. the other thing that we've talked yeah, about... that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, the other thing we talked about is the tagging and, and wanting to be able to find listeners' tags. Um, so how we, we do that, if, if, if that's a way we, where we go back to in terms of how people contribute. We're still happy if you t- either tweet at us or post us um, post our, to our Mastodon handles and say, hey, did you see this? And we'll, we'll see it. Um, but we don't know. I'd love to know what other podcasts are doing. I haven't seen sort of a definitive, this is how you do podcasting in the Fediverse. There is a podcasting software called Casterpod, um, which is for the Fediverse, um, which is kind of like a Fediverse server for podcasters, which I haven't tried out yet, but I am also thinking mm. of looking at that. But listeners, if you have a suggestion, we would really like to know because it's still something yes. we're exploring. And we want to do it, you know, we're prepared to experiment a bit, but we want to do it well. We don't want to just sort of invent something that is like a square peg in a round hole. Yep, absolutely. Um, and uh, I, I think you talked a little bit about uh, your friend's uh, APIs. Uh, yeah. I think we've already talked about yeah, that so, one a so, little bit. So, yeah, so the, I mean, the, the fun part about where things are at the moment is that there's a lot of opportunity to build cool stuff. Um, so um, my friend Terry's been doing that. I've been contributing to one of the Python libraries this week. But uh, I also saw a fun story on Hackaday where uh, you can now run Mastodon or of have a Mastodon client on the IBM PC <laughs> in the in the command line, uh, which is which is super fun. Yeah, is that is that the eighty eighty eight version or is it the was the eighty eighty? What was the very first one? <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is a nineteen. Because uh, I noticed it was a dual floppy one. This it didn't a, have a hard it's drive. Dos, it's Dostodon, so it's uh, it's uh, a Pentium one thirty three or faster with at least thirty two meg of RAM is oh. recommended. So you can run it in DOSBox, basically. Yeah, uh, well, if it's a Pentium, I mean, gosh, that's 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 yeah, uh, ninety three or something. That's that's like a decade into the yeah, IBM PC. Yeah, come on, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you had um, well, and you had something really fun that you wanted to end on this week, which is not not Fediverse related, but not, might be a bit not universe at all. related. It's y- exactly, exactly. So, um, uh, again, longtime listeners of the show uh, may remember, gosh. Uh, more than a decade ago, uh, even more than that, uh, uh, I was a, a big supporter of the Planetary Society's light sail mission. Uh, big supporter. I gave them money, <laughs> right? Like, like real money. Um, and uh, the first launch failed. It was on a uh, launch from an an old submarine in a missile launch, and it blew up in the atmosphere. Wow. Uh, the the most recent one, though, was a couple of years back. Uh, they launched LightSail 2 successfully uh, as, I think it was a CubeSat, maybe a little bit larger than CubeSat, but expanded out uh, into about the size of a tennis court, if I remember the size of the sail. And for the last, I want to say two years, year and a half, two years, it has been navigating above the Earth. Wow. Using only the power of the solar wind. Uh, the mission has come to an end. Uh, it's collapsing into the atmosphere. And uh, the link that I have in is from the Planetary Society's webpage. Uh, there's a link on there showing tons of pictures that were taken from the spacecraft looking back at the Earth with the sail in the 
image. Um, most fascinating thing, uh, the fact that it, the, the, the primary mission, I think, was scheduled for one month. Uh, and they, they thought if they could get, I believe it was six months, that was going to be a massive over success. It was up there for well over a year plus, possibly. Uh, and I can't remember the actual launch. It was in the summer. I can't remember if it was summer 21 20, or 2020. 20, That's my problem. 2019. Until, was it summer 2019? Has it been that long? It, it went up. That's it three went up, years. It hitched a ride in June 2019. Yeah. So three years. It's been circumnavigating the globe in space on the power of solar wind alone, navigating going higher and lower, and and just fascinating. It's, um, it's amazing. So, I'm, I I had been aware that this had happened, but it hasn't had the same coverage as um, some of the NASA missions, and I had completely um, lost, uh, lost. Most people the, forgot about it. Yeah, exactly. Lost sight of it. hadn't hadn't paid attention. Um, so I did not know that Bill Nye is the uh, CEO of the Planetary Society, uh, which I've just learned yep. from reading this uh, story. Um, it yeah, does I, sound I, at quite the incredible. Maven launch. I I went down to the Maven launch and met him and others because uh, I got invited to go down because I was supporting that one too, uh, which is the Mars Atmosphere Volatile. Uh, something mission that was looking at why the atmosphere of Mars had been stripped mm. over time. Uh, and anyway, very, very cool. Um, take a look at it. Uh, I'm a space geek, obviously. This has been really exciting to be a part of these missions uh, and and in, in, in my minor way of, of giving money and watching it. Wow. Uh, it well. it's, just, it's just very cool. Well, that's a that's a splendid way to end um, end this episode. Thank you for your attention and for joining us and for coming with us as we as we sail through the Fediverse and ended in in flame as we descended back down to Earth after a successful mission. <laughs> Yes, yes. And uh, so if you do want to follow us, uh, the easiest way for now, go to our website at gamesatwork.biz. Absolutely. And we're also in all of your favorite podcast apps. We'd love it if you told your friends about gamesatwork.biz. Uh, encourage them to listen to an episode, particularly if, for example, you want them to uh, get better understanding or a bit, uh, learn a bit, a little bit about the Fediverse. Maybe this episode is a good one for them to to take a listen to. But normally we talk yep. about all kinds of new tech news, and um, we would love yep. to have you join us again next time on GamesAtWork.biz. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to GamesAtWork.biz, the podcast about gaming technology and play. We are part of the Blueberry Podcasting Network. And would like to thank the band Random Encounters for their song, Big Blue. You can follow us on Twitter at gamesatwork_biz underscore biz or at our website at gamesatwork.biz. Mm-hmm.